Welcome to a Back from Cleveland, Back Home in Buffalo edition of the Erie County GOP podcast, where we discuss the local issues, the statewide issues, and the national issues all affecting the Erie County GOP. My name is Brodigan, and you know, I like to joke around with the re- with the wrestling references and, and call uh, the chairman what's best for business, but judging by from a recent city and state article, we might actually be calling him the authority. Chairman Nick Langway, they welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Brodigan. So let's get right right to it because, I mean, there are a lot of interesting things coming out of the RNC, what with like Trump and Ted Cruz and speeches and all those balloons. There was, however, an interesting article, uh, cityandstate.com, rise of the GOP in Western New York's first talk of a new party chairman. No, they're not talking about uh, Dady or Strange. And while you gave your non-denial denial denial to uh, the reporter, I'm wondering if if you have anything you'd like to announce right now. I am not announcing anything other than my dedication to helping Donald Trump get elected president of the United States. So, um, you know, it's it's awful nice to be, you know, recognized as as one of the leaders in the party. You know, hopefully, you know, the work that we're doing here in Erie County is being recognized. Uh, uh, I think it is around the state from the, the conversations I had at the uh, at the national convention. It was good to see so many friends uh, uh, all over the state and, and, and kind of have a time to have extended conversations and be uh, uh, together, you know, for five or six days. Um, you know, it doesn't happen very often. Normally we're all in one spot for, you know, an afternoon and then we're out. So you don't really get a chance to really visit with people, uh, you know, that much typically. So to have, you know, so many faces from really all corners of the state together, I mean, had, had a lot of good conversations, had, um, you know, certainly everybody's got a intense enthusiasm for this election. And, um, you know, I think that there's a real appetite uh, for us to try to put New York in play. And I think, um, you know, the some of the other chairs that I discussed, you know, the elections with are seeing the same things I'm seeing here in Erie County, an increased enthusiasm, people looking to get involved and join the party for the first time, you know, and ways to try to uh, you know, make our party stronger and hopefully win this election, you know, and make Donald Trump the next president of the United States. So, um, you know, we're going to keep doing that day by day. And, you know, I mean, John, I've never had a long range plan. You know, we, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a believer that, you know, this business is mostly luck and timing. And, um, uh, I didn't have a long range plan to become the party chairman. Um, I, it, it kind of came together in 2010, and uh, we haven't looked back yet, and I don't have a long-range plan uh, uh, going forward either. But, uh, you know, if there are other opportunities to serve down the road, I mean, I certainly would entertain those. Well, uh, I, I guess we'll leave that where it is, but keep a close eye on it just because uh, I'm a jerk like that. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, like, you know, trying to get Donald Trump reelected, and just to recap the RNC, because when I last spoke to you, it was, I believe, Wednesday of last week. And um, the big thing you touched on, you're curious, uh, what was Ted Cruz going to do? Is, was Ted Cruz going to do the right thing? All eyes are on Ted Cruz. And that night, all eyes were on Ted Cruz. Um, and I believe you, you endorsed him for 2020, if I have that correct? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz, I mean, he just is an ass. I mean, what he pulled at the, at the convention is... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's humiliating for the party. I mean, you have uh, a guy that took an, a, a slot, a, a key primetime television slot. Um, you wouldn't do that unless you were looking to show signs of great unity for the party. Uh, he accepts the role, goes and gives a long-winded speech. Everyone's waiting for the punchline, kind of like, um, you know, when FBI Director James Comey, 
you know, went to the podium and <laughs> the rug falls out from under us and he, uh, he, he gives, you know, a meandering, you know, we, we need to support constitutional conservatives up and down the ticket. He, he, he pulls the punch. He doesn't endorse, uh, New York got to play a key role. I'm not going to lie. We did some serious heckling, uh, uh, of, of Mr. Um, Mr. Cruz and you know first a, a chant kind of organically erupts I'm not sure exactly who did it uh, first but you know uh, people calling on him to endorse Trump well and he clearly wasn't going to do that and then that's when the boobirds came out and um, he deserved every bit of it every bit of it and um, I think uh, he's really slit his throat going forward I mean I think he's generally finished in in national politics and um, you know, it's his own doing. I mean, th- that was a self-serving move uh, by Ted Cruz, and, and I, I think he gets everything he deserves going forward. Everything that the different senators and Congress members uh, that had served with him said before, it all comes to it, – it's all true. I mean, he's only about himself. He didn't care about anything else. I mean, I'm sure this guy wants Hillary to win the White House. So that's all I got to say about him. Okay. Well, Let's move on to let's move on to happier news. Uh, what, what did you think of Trump's speech, and where do we go from here? I mean, Donald Trump. I think uh, he made the case. Uh, you know, he talked about how we need to restore America to the greatness that we once enjoyed, and uh, I, I think he laid out a case. And you could tell he, he hit the right notes because the Democrats uh, in the mainstream media were all crying about it the next day, saying it was too dark and and drab. But you know, as you as you look at the polls that have been released since. Uh, the convention ended. Uh, it's clear he struck a nerve. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't think he got any more exposure than he's gotten um, in in the whole campaign. I mean, it, anytime you turn on the television, it's all Trump all the time. And uh, I will say that I think you're, you're seeing the race is, is greatly narrowed. You see people like Nate Silver say, "Well, no, I really believe that you know Trump is in a very tight race and can win this election." Um, you know, I, I'm eager to see how things end with Clinton because um, even if you look at today, Barack Obama probably gave one of the top three or four speeches he's given in his entire political career last night. I mean, he his oratory ability is second to very few uh, in history. I mean, he's uh, when he's giving prepared text speeches, he's brilliant. I uh, don't agree with a word he says, but I mean the the style is uh, is very inspirational. Uh, and what's everybody talking about in the mainstream media today? Uh, Trump and Russia and his sarcastic comments about how he wishes the Russians would release the thirty thousand <laughs> emails that uh, they hacked out of Hillary's server. Uh, I, I think uh, this guy's brilliant. I mean, Donald Trump is has stepped all over their convention. Um, let's transition right into the DNC because what a disaster this thing has been from day one. I mean, uh, it's like, you, you know, they show up on Sunday as we did at our convention, you know, everybody's excited. And then, oh, well, you know, WikiLeaks releases a, a series of emails that force the ouster of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, their, their party chair, who then the next morning gets booed out of her own home state's breakfast. Uh, and she's forced to leave Philadelphia in disgrace. That's probably not the way that a party wants to start their national convention. Not so much, no. Uh, probably not. Then we get into the opening session on Monday, and the mere mention of the nominee's name draws boos from throughout the arena. Uh, you know, the Bernie people clearly haven't bought in on, on Hillary at this point. 
Um, and and I just love watching even even the left wingers at NBC walking around the the convention hall asking you know these young idealistic um, you know delegates who they're going to vote for now that Bernie's asked them to vote for Hillary, and they're like uh, Jill Stein, the Green Party candidate. I mean, they, they have not closed the sale. There is not unity in the Democratic Party. It was it, 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 you can't put lipstick on a pig and say, "Oh yeah, all is great," because the president gave a good speech last night. And I actually, I actually think they're setting. I mean, Hillary's been been uh, set up for tonight. Because um, let's be honest, I mean, she, she she's not really that great of a speech a speech maker. Uh, she's shrill. Yeah. I mean, she's she's not pleasant to listen to. Um, she's she's not a a gifted storyteller like her husband. I mean, you know, Bill Clinton. Uh, despite you know the fact that I think he's unethical, I think he was you know um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's proven that he was a liar. Yeah. Um, you know, he, not a great leader for our country. He's a good old boy, and he's likable. I mean, and that's that was that's what saved his bacon back in the '90s with with the American people. Is you know, ultimately they they, they liked him. Um, you know, and I I think I tweeted out during his speech. You know, the the theme here at the DNC tonight is you know, good old boy from yesteryear tells tall tales about his <laughs> you know unlikable and untrustworthy wife. <laughs> I mean, and that's basically what you had. He he he, he laid out these storylines. Uh, as if she had, you know, done everything but cure cancer, uh, and ultimately, you know, most of it's half truth at best. Um, but he's trying to make her likable. Well, un- unfortunately for the Clintons, likability is not transferable. No. Uh, you know, they've tried it for years and years and years. Uh, People generally do not like Hillary Clinton. They didn't like her when she was first lady. They didn't ultimately. She lost to Barack Obama because she wasn't likable and trustworthy when she was running for president in two thousand eight, and she sure as hell not likable now. And that's that's the problem. Is she wouldn't? I, I bet you she's not over fifty percent likability in that arena right now. No, I, let alone across the country. And I, th- I think the other thing is, and uh, I, you know, the, the reporters are already saying that she she really has to knock this speech out of the park. She's coming off of Obama, who gave one of the spe- best speeches of his of his career, and I think most of the arena wish, wishes he was running again. Uh, Biden, I thought, knocked it out of the park, and I think most of the arena wishes he ran this year. And quite frankly, if he, I'm actually glad he didn't, because if he did, I think he 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 would actually have a lot of crossover appeal. And I was thankful when he decided he wasn't going to run. I don't see how she. I don't see how she's able to follow up effectively, where people can honestly say, like, "Wow, game changer." Well, I, I mean, I think she's underwhelming. I mean, just like her vice presidential nominee. I mean, Kane, what the hell was that with Kane last night? I mean, Mike Pence. I, I mean, I like Mike Pence. I think he's a solid, safe choice for vice president. I think he'll do a, a wonderful job as our vice president. Um, but no one's going to mistake him for one of the great orators of our time. I mean, no. he wasn't chosen because of his vast charisma. Uh, Tim Kaine, I mean, it was just kind of awkward in its delivery, and he's he's a he's got a strange demeanor around. I mean, I think Tim Kaine makes uh, Mike Pence look like Obama, um, and. You know, so I've also never seen a situation where the vice presidential nominee who, you know, is really running to be the second banana, he totally gets overshadowed by the president's speech. I mean, they they had the president speak uh, uh, and and be the headliner for the night. I mean, Tim Kaine, you know, in the media coverage, there's nowhere to be found. 
Yeah. Well, they, yeah, I, I think they actually did. They did that last year, also, uh, the last year, the last four years ago, also, where not only did was Biden not given a featured spot, he wasn't even in, in like the ten o'clock hour when the networks tune in. Yeah, it, it, it's it was it was pretty amazing, really, when you when you think about it. Um, but uh, ultimately, Kane, you know, no one's going to the polls to vote for Pence or Kane. They're going to the polls to vote for Trump or Clinton, or to vote against Trump or Clinton, and. Um, you know, I, I really like where things are sitting in this race right now. I think that uh, you have uh, a lot of positive news coming out of, um, uh, you know, some of the public opinion polls that have been released. Uh, you know, and the pundits uh, are, are many times right when they say you got to wait till both conventions are over, let it all soak in, and then see where the country is. I think that's probably accurate. Um, you know, Trump probably gets a little bounce. Hillary might get a little bounce out of this. I mean, it's going to be harder for her to get a bounce because of the controversy that surrounded that convention. Um, but you got to give it to Donald Trump, who stepped all over their convention. He's made bigger news, uh, even though it's non-news. I mean, clearly he was being sarcastic yesterday when he was discussing um, you know, the Russians, and yet you have, you know, a full-fledged cerebral hemorrhage coming out of uh, many of those on the morning talk shows uh, that that he uh, he's trying to create espionage. I mean, it's, it's just the most asinine thing. And the, the media bias has never been more crystal clear. I mean, I, I at MSN, I, I often watch, I'll confess on, on the podcast here, that I often watch MSNBC just to see what we're up against. Uh, see what state-run media is saying, and um, as they cut away from uh, Obama and Hillary's fake hug, Chris Matthews looked like he was about to cry, and he <laughs> said, I, I just have to admit, I've always been taken with this guy. Like, can you imagine, you know, in, in this day and age, someone that's trying to pass themselves off as objective, saying something that asinine? Okay, no, nothing scares me more than people who fall in love with politicians. I, I mean, you know, they all put their pants on one leg at a time. Um, and and Obama is a gifted orator. I mean, he is, uh, you know, I won't say once in a lifetime, but he is really up in, you know, the top probably five, you know, orators in, in American life in, in probably the last century. He's quite gifted. Um but he also is full of it, and the results don't ever match the rhetoric. I mean, that's the best part. Is you know we have eight years to compare. Um, you know, I it, it's just. Uh, I mean, that's what conventions are about. You know, they're 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 creations, they're infomercials, and 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 we're living through theirs. It's hard to sit through, but I guess it's my job. Yes, it's it, it, it's it's dirty work, but someone has to do it. <laughs> That way I get to be snarky the next day on my podcast. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, is what it's all about. That's right. But uh, speaking of your job, and uh, just to wrap up, I know uh, we've got two events coming up. Uh, we've got the next Chairman's Roundtable, which is actually a bonus for the bonus summertime one because of uh, all the attention. And also, I believe you have your big barbecue coming up. Yeah, we, we have uh, – on, on August 13th, we have the Chairman's Barbecue. This is my seventh. It's hard to believe uh, there have been that many, but the, the Murray family, Jeff and Pam, have uh, once again opened up their beautiful home in Hamburg to have uh, a great celebration of our Republican Party here locally. Um, and uh, if you've never come, I mean, it's 
it's the best ticket in town, you know, $55 a head, hundred a couple. Um, so it's, it's, it's inexpensive. You will not go home, uh, uh, with an empty stomach and, uh, you know, the, the, it's becoming a little bit of more of a statewide event. I think we're going to have a few, uh, of our aspirants are going to try to come out and visit with some of Erie County's finest. Um, is at least some of the conversations I had at the national convention. And, you know, we have, 300, 350 of your closest Republican friends uh, looking to celebrate the Republican Party. And uh, it's become a great tradition for our party here in Erie County. Um, and then also, you know, by popular demand and, and by necessity, really, because we need to communicate as a party. Uh, and I have uh, extended the roundtables, which normally end in June. Uh, we took July off, but uh, we're back in August, and we're going to have a, a roundtable August 6th uh, in the town of Tonawanda. Uh, all the details are at ecgop.com and on our Facebook page. You know, please come on out. It, it's a clearinghouse. It's a it's a way for for you to have two way dialogue with you know officials in our party, candidates, uh, your elected officials, and you know you get to learn what's going on. And I, the presidential election has created such a absolute fervor this year. And we're we're using that, we're harnessing that energy to build our party and build the party's infrastructure. So our 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 uh, informational meetings that we're doing in the towns, you know, that that series is going to continue. And now that we've got the convention in the rearview mirror, we're really going to focus on things that we need to accomplish for both primary and the general election. But uh, I feel very strongly, you know, about Trump's performance here in Western New York and in Erie County. And I think uh, we, um, you know, I'm not making any bold predictions yet, but I think we're going to shock a lot of people. I mean, we have not carried this county for a presidential candidate since 1980. So even in the Reagan landslide of 84, where he won 49 states, Walter Mondale defeated him in Erie County. Um, Bob McCarthy at the Buffalo News had to inform me about that. So uh, that's our goal. Uh, our goal is to carry the county for Donald Trump. I think we can do it. I really do. Um, and uh, with, with the amount of people coming out of the woodwork that want to get involved, I mean, we can't keep up with the demand from lawn signs and collateral materials. I just put a huge order in for other stuff yesterday, so we're going to have to restock headquarters and uh, so we can um, get people uh, the, the materials they want to have from the campaign. Well, let's end it there. Chairman, thank you. Thank you, Brad. Again, we'll, we'll be back next week. And thank you for everyone listening. This has been another episode of the Erie County GOP podcast. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes. We'll see you next week.